0: <laughs> yo yo yo, yo you never met a nigga like me. Uh-uh, uh-uh, yo, yo. Have you ever seen a little dude who be doing what I do, uh-huh, yo, uh-huh. Yeah,
1: Let's get at it Alright, the cause is back. You know, again, two weeks of nothing, and then I come back hot with a new episode. Second episode in the new big city. Being a real person. I've got a paycheck under my belt. It feels great.
0: Slang and vino.
1: Slang and Slang vino. And you know, a lot of people don't know the perks, but, you know, I left work with seven bottles on Friday and all my friends <laughs> were happy. Uh, but, you know, it is nice to be a, per- a real person, but, uh, like, every day I come home and. I'm forced to cut my own apples and my own vegetables. Like, my mom's not there for me anymore. Like, that was one of the big things about living at home. Like, my mom would cut me an apple whenever I wanted. Now, like, I might cut my finger off by cutting an apple. It sucks, really. Um, you know
0: what's you know what's really, what's more uh, astonishing to me is that's how you judge being an adult. Slicing your own apples and slicing your own vegetables is, is at, for you, is what makes you uh, a functioning adult. That's... Awesome. No, no,
1: absolutely. It's like I feel like I've graduated from college all over again. Like now I am forced to go into the utensil drawer, find a sharp enough knife that can cut an apple because you know, you can't cut an apple into pieces with a butter knife. So yeah, I mean it's I'm learning. Chalk it up to the experience. I miss it. It stinks that I have to do it myself. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna keep on getting better at life. And then if that means cutting apples and cutting them various fruits and vegetables, I'm all for it. But Jay Brooks haven't ter- heard haven't heard from you in a while. Actually, it's not true. I saw you last weekend. But how are you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing great, man. How do we not come through for the listeners out there? How do we not come through on that four a.m. cause uh, Saturday night after you know after what we thought was going to be a big home win did not end up being a big home win. How do we not uh, come through
1: on that? Yeah, so for people who don't know what we're talking about, there was discussion last weekend because you, me, a bunch of our friends came in for the Notre Dame versus Michigan State football weekend. And after the night of the bars, we were going to come back at 4 a.m. while we are all a little toasty and probably put out an all-time podcast. But something happened along the way. You know, you and me got lost in the fogginess of the college reunion and observed drink specials, and, you know, I lost you. I think the the people missed out, though. I think it would have been great.
0: Well, you know what? We're gonna have we're gonna have another chance yes. uh, later this season. I'll be back, and I think we should uh, go out of our way to uh, get a little extra toasty and record one of our all-time podcasts. So yeah, that's a uh, I think that's definitely something that we should um, that we should you know keep an eye on moving forward. But everything's good, man. I'm uh, loving life. Uh, I actually spent uh, today. I, I was on a plane uh, headed from Dallas uh, to another. Undisclosed location. I don't like. I don't like disclosing my movements in case you know the feds. The feds are watching me. Anyways, and I, I happen to sit behind two Duke parents, Duke football parents, nonetheless, from the the city that I'm currently working out of because I'm here for work. Um, and they were, you know, their chests were out a little bit. They had a little bit of extra bravado, if you will. That I don't think Duke. <laughs> I don't think Duke football fans have had in a while. Um, and that's because they 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 kicked our butts.
1: They did. Uh, I guess that's a good way to lead in the first topic because you know Notre Dame football. Obviously, we're in the midst of where I went a quarter way through the season. Uh, Notre Dame football preseason top ten. Somehow you lose three out of your first four, and you lose to Duke. Now I'm not saying Duke's a bad institution because it's not. I'm not saying it's a storied institution with athletics, but it is. Like, I kind of, like, unless you're playing Duke in, like, men's lacs, maybe basketball, I don't really accept it. And, like, honestly, if you're going to lose to Duke in anything, it better be equestrian. Because I'll actually, like, completely, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, way more equestrian at Duke than Notre Dame. With that being said, like, I'm disappointed in the loss. But should we really be that disappointed? I mean, Notre Dame has been breaking our hearts, I mean, ever since. I know you and me walked on the campus in 2009. Uh, it's just it's just been a one long uh, hangover, really. I think that's man a- that
0: that seems that seems like not so long ago, but two thousand nine is jeez, man. That's that's almost you know we're almost we're we're old we're old, bro.
1: Yeah, I, I feel old. I mean, definitely when I uh, when we were on campus last weekend, and I walked into CJs, and I was the oldest person by. At least seven years, and you know I'm only 25. And if people are seven years younger than me and CJs, you should probably do the math there. It's up to no good, probably. But <laughs> it was it was weird. I I can't lie. Um, yep. I felt like the old man. I actually almost got in a fight with a guy in the bathroom, which is absurd because I've been going to tell that bathroom, more. dude. It it from what is that? What you just asked? I just
0: said, tell me more.
1: All right, I'll tell you more. So. Many of the listeners don't know about CJ's, but obviously you and me do. There's only two toilets in the men's bathroom at CJs, correct? Correct. But there's a sink and I know it's dirty and disgusting and like they serve <laughs> food during the day. I already know where you're going. But for some reason, I mean they used to, uh the taller group of people always pee in that sink. And yep. I mean You'll I've been see. Yeah, and I've been doing it for a long time, and I just thought, you know, there's like a line of twenty people. Uh, I don't want to wait. Like, I would wait in line, but like that's rude to everyone else. Like, you know, if I can use a bathroom, I actually I can cut down the line. So I go up there, and a guy told me to have higher standards, and I'm like, dude, it's CJ's pub. Uh, <laughs> I mean, have you seen the floors in this place? <laughs>
0: High standards in CJ's are. That's two phrases that typically do not go in the same sense. Like, if you want to talk high standards, then you're not going to mention CJ's Pub anywhere in the conversation.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm wearing, like, a T-shirt. This guy's wearing a button-down, like, Paisley shirt. It's like, dude, like, you're in the wrong place. Like, this is, this is not where you're supposed to be. Like, if you, like, go go somewhere else. Like, button-down T-shirts, t-shirts do not belong in CJ's Pub. And I can't believe you're yelling at me. I actually, I actually asked the guy if he wanted to go outside and fight, because I was just sick of him. I, I wasn't going to fight him, but I asked him, because hey, I was sick of him yelling at me. I'm like, listen, dude, I'm not going to talk to you all day about this. Well, let's just go outside right now. He's like, I'm not going to go outside. I'm like, why? is like, because I know it's going to happen. I'm like, okay, so shut up.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, man. Um, CJ's etiquette had followed me long after my time at Notre Dame. So I was in uh, Myrtle Beach. And oh, we did yeah, we did some podcasts for Myrtle Beach. Shout out to shout out to Sam Limon and shout out to Anthony Bennett. Uh, those were those are some of our guests while I was in Myrtle Beach. And while I was there, all these guys made fun of me because I got kicked out of the club. So when I was in when I was in C J. when I was in when I was at Notre Dame, um, very much in the same light as you. Long lines at the bathroom. I hate waiting in lines. So when I get up to the front, all the bathrooms, all the all the stalls are being used. But there is a trash can, and in CJs, if it, I either if you know if all the stalls were used up, I would either like do what you did, step to the sink, or step to the to the trash can and pee in the trash can. So this line was absurdly long. I got kind of to the front. The trash can was 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 calling my name. I stepped up, peed in the trash can, and midstream I get a tap on my shoulder from one of the guys that works in the bar, and I turn around. And I realize that it's a security guard, and I say to him, "All right, man, let me let me finish, and then you know we can talk." <laughs> so I finished peeing right while the guy's like right behind me, and I turn around and I'm like, "You're you're gonna want to kick me out, aren't you? You you, you, you got to kick me out." And he's like, "Yeah, man, I can't." He's like, "I can't let you pee in the trash can." And I was thinking to myself, "CJ's has failed me in my etiquette when it comes to when it comes to club or bar bathrooms."
1: No, my real question is, why would you put a a trash can in a toilet. I mean in a bathroom if you don't want someone to use it as a toilet. I mean yeah. it's a logical thing. Like I'm not going to do it on the floor and I'm not going to wait in line that trash can saying my name I'm going to have to do it. So CJ's didn't fail you. Every other bar in the country failed you really cuz CJ's You're at least It's right. <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. It's a, so, a
0: good way of looking at
1: it. It's I think it's the only way to look at it and that's why I continue to go back to the CJ's this day because a lot of things I've learned in college, you know, weren't we're not in the classroom, we're not in the books I've read. They were at the experience I could chalk up at CJ's pub.
0: I wonder how the I wonder how the uh you know the Notre Dame administration would feel about that characterization of uh education. So at Notre Dame I learned my I learned the most at this grungy <laughs> this grungy bar called well, CJ's. That's
1: that's just that's just saying how much I learned at Notre Dame. I learned so much, but and I'm not saying I didn't learn a lot in the classroom because I did. I know you didn't, but I did. I just learned a <laughs> lot more, or maybe a little more, at CJS, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I don't think that
0: it, I don't think so either. And honestly, to be frank with you, to be honest, you know, my character was shaped at, at and around CJS as well.
1: <laughs> I think we wear it as a badge of courage, and you know, it just makes me upset that it's not really a populated bar anymore. I know the options. Because that place is happening, after, used to be happening after an Notre Dame football win. But, you know, there's not really getting many of those football wins, as we've talked about before. One and three start. Disappointing. But, uh, you know, there's been change in the program, man. Uh, they just fired uh, Van Gorder, the defensive was coordinator. Bring, yeah,
0: that was going to be my next point. They, they, they asked my guy. Well, I don't call him my guy. I don't know why I called him my guy. But they asked uh, Brian Van Gorder. And I don't know if you saw this. Did you see uh his daughter uh, kind of go off on Twitter?
1: Was no, I done? didn't. What what happened?
0: <laughs> so she tweeted um something to the effect of and this is a quote towards the effect of fuck Notre Dame and Notre Dame football. Fire Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly should be fired. And this was before even the the news of him being of of her dad, uh the defensive coordinator being fired. So I think she was kind of the one who um who sort of broke the news, if
1: you will. Yeah, um, I would say that. Yeah.
0: And, um, you know, quite frankly, after – because uh, I was at the Austin, so I was at the, the, the UT game, which is the first game of the season. Uh, we gave up 50 points to Texas, and they're not a great offense. Shane Bouchel looked
1: great, thinking, though. He really he looked unbelievable. Who, who did? Sh- Shane Bouchelle? He looked unbelievable.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good. He was good. But, I, you know, watching that, I was like – I was very unimpressed on our, by our defense. And um, to be a top-ten team – I, I would think that your defense would need to resemble some sort of you know top ten or top ten like uh, talent, you know slash just you know scheme. You know there's there's a certain there's a certain level that I've become you know become accustomed to when it comes to Notre Dame football of you know just having like yeah it's studs, it's,
1: it's not there right? it's not there anymore it's just not there mm-hmm. but.
0: This season, it's not there this season, let's not say it, it. was. It
1: was there last year, but they also had like one of the best defensive players in the country at middle linebacker, so that helps. right? But I guess my question for you is, so Brian Van Gorder's gone, his daughter rocks on Twitter, but with him gone, is that really going to make a difference? Because I, personally, even though, yes, he's in charge of the defense, like Brian Kelly still has his hand in the defense. It's not like Brian Kelly just like wakes up and is like, man... I wish I knew what was going on with that defense over there. I literally have no idea what to do. Like it's, he's the head coach. He oversees everything. So let's not just put it all on Brian Van Gorder. Like Well you Bri- know what's
0: interesting. You know what's interesting, um, is that after the game yesterday, Brian Kelly is quoted as saying, um, the defensive coaching. I'm I'm pleased, quote unquote pleased with the defensive coaching. Yeah, I'm so, not gonna
1: say he's a liar, but he he didn't tell the truth, obviously, right there.
0: <laughs> that doesn't sound like a truthful statement, Brian.
1: That wasn't very truthy of you to say, Brian. Come on now. And we,
0: and we also actually, so this is a great. This is actually a great point. I'm glad, glad we got into this. So Brian Kelly's daughter was sitting behind us at the Texas game, and I actually we actually put her up for a uh, touchdown ups I don't know what that's worth, but Brian Kelly. It's
1: worth I, literally nothing. Uh, <laughs> like you bringing that up probably took value out of this podcast. But talking about Brian Kelly. Um, I've had this discussion with multiple Notre Dame guys. You know how we, you know how the Notre Dame normal Notre Dame fan is, blue, bleeds blue and gold till they die. Um, sees everything through a lens that's not exactly truth. Uh, they are convinced that Brian Kelly is a top five coach in the country. Again, I'm not going to say anything negative about Brian Kelly because that's not my thing. I don't like to be negative, but he is not a top five coach in uh, the country. He might be paid like it, but Let's take a step back here. Uh, he's better than, than Charlie Weiss, but just because you're better than that guy who couldn't win a game anywhere he went doesn't mean you're a good coach.
0: Charlie Weiss is still getting paid by two universities not to be, in it, not to be a coach. Oh. We're going to pay you to not coach our team.
1: Charlie Weiss set up the best Ponzi scheme of all time. You know, he convinced everybody that he was a good coach. And he's probably the highest-paid coach in college football right now because he's literally getting paid dump millions by two squads every year. Yeah. yeah, sign me up for that job. You know, I will take that job immediately. I will take a head coaching job and be as bad as possible say, so buy me out. Then uh, just because I get the tag of working at Notre Dame, I'll get another job immediately and then get fired again. That guy should write a book about success in life. Maybe not yeah. success in coaching. Success in life. Charlie Weiss is the most successful person I've ever seen in my life
0: yeah he's up there he's definitely up there so to kind of kind of go back <laughs> to rewind a little bit I love how you said I don't I'm not a negative guy I don't like being negative uh but Brian Kelly is not a top five coach so I don't want to be negative but let me spew this negativeness out into the world
1: hey listen um, saying someone's not top top five at something in the world is not a negative attribute it's like Being the top five in anything in the world means you're phenomenal. Being top 20 in the world in anything means you're really good. Being top 50 means you're really good. I'm not saying he's top five. He might not be top 20, but he's definitely in the top 50. So top 50 in the world is pretty good. Yeah.
0: I'd say he's top 20. I'd say definitely he's top 20. Um, But did you see – so LSU fired their coach today. LSU fired Les Miles. I love Les Miles.
1: The Mad Hatter's gone. Uh I think his problem, like you know, his his tradition was to eat a blade of grass on every field um, that he the away game. The only problem is every field's like turf now, so that's probably why he started losing. You know, he couldn't eat that grass anymore. You can't just ruin your traditions and. He's
0: eating rubber pellets. Yeah, rubber if, pellets and you know synthetic synthetic grass. I
1: don't know if you if you've ever tried to coach after eating rubber pellets and synthetic grass, but I don't think it's very easy. So I can see where he's, where he's going wrong. You know.
0: No, but he's going to – so I think he's going to get – so he'll have a coaching job if he wants one. I don't know if he wants one or not. But he'll have one, like, immediately. He's a good coach. I love Les Miles. Thanks, thanks, Um,
1: Captain Obvious. You know, the guy who gets, like, 10 wins a year at LSU. No, he's going to get another job somewhere.
0: They're spoiled. LSU is spoiled because, like you said, he wins 9, 10, you know, 8, 9, 10 games every season. Unfortunately, their biggest rival is Alabama, who's – one national you know who's in the national championship conversation every single year um but what people don't i don't think what what people sleep on is like okay so you fire less miles but are there that many better coaches out there right are you gonna sign up you know someone who's a a considerably better coach than less miles i don't know if you're going
1: to well um, a place like lSU I mean if you want somebody you can th- you have the budget to throw any amount of absurd money that person's way so if you really want a better coach you can get a better coach you know it's yeah not-
0: they're go- they're gonna go after the guy from Tom Herman the guy from U of h Houston
1: oh yeah I mean he's, he's he's a hot name right now but I heard somewhere that like if if uh Houston goes to a power power five conference while he's still at the helm he gets like a five million dollar bonus so like he, that might be incentive for him to stay, you know?
0: Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And the Big 12 has been looking at Houston. At bringing Houston well, they should.
1: Up. It's like that one makes sense. Like, at least it's in Texas. Like, the ACC, you know, I was, I'm glad the Notre Dame was in the ACC, but does Notre Dame and the ACC make any sense? I mean, because when I think of the Atlantic Ocean, Notre Dame is pretty far away from the Atlantic Ocean. Or not close at all, really. It doesn't make any sense. The Big East, you have... They're talking about Boise State going to the Big East back when we were in college, so... Houston to the Big 12 makes a lot of sense. Their coach will probably go away. I would assume they're going to throw a lot of money his way from LSU. But, you know, I'll be interested to see what happens. So talk to me about,
0: uh, I'm interested, man. I've been thinking about it um, since I heard about the, uh, and maybe I'm I'm being a little bit overzealous, um, and I'm kind of switching gears a little bit. But I want to hear about this. How do you know you're a loser or what makes you a loser? All right,
1: so we're going to introduce a new segment. We, we, have, not had, we have not had a running segment yet on this show. And I want to get this one off, uh, off the ground. So we're going to try to do it once in a while. And it is, how do you know you are a loser? This one, this one comes in real hot and heavy. It's real, per, it's real tight to the chest for me because it happened last weekend at Notre Dame. I was tailgating and multiple people came up to me and said this thing. And, Joey, tell me if this makes you a loser. All right, I'm going to pretend to be one of these people. Hey, Tom, you were my favorite player when you were on ND. Joey, are you a loser if you thought I was your favorite player at ND? So the,
0: so the short answer is yes.
1: The short answer is, the long answer is also yes.
0: The long answer is actually, actually, the long answer is no because, so I don't know if you knew this about yourself, Tom, and, and please do not let your ego get overinflated. But you've got a great personality, bro. As a fan, and, and and one of the big things in sports is they try to connect, you know, beyond the stats, beyond the on-court play, beyond the on-field play or whatever it is, they try to connect that to, uh, you know, they try to connect the players to the fans. They yeah, I play-
1: agree, but here's the thing, like, they connect the players that played a lot. I didn't play a lot until, like, la- like, my last two and a half years, so... You know, you have you you set the groundwork early, and you know all these people weren't coming out to me about. The, they would never say, "Oh, you are my favorite player on the court." Like you were just my favorite guy, man. It's like you were awesome to see out there. You know, you just did your thing. You know, you didn't score much, you didn't do much, but hey, you were awesome, man. I'm like, dude, I had, I needed a haircut. Ninety five percent of the games we went to, they put me in a triple XL jersey that was loose, definitely way too baggy. Like, hold <laughs> yourself. Like, I understand. Like, I am a loser. Like. When it comes down to the brass tacks of it all, when it comes to my basketball career, I may have had some good games, but overall, I was a loser. And the fact that you like that in me makes you a loser as well. Hold yourself to a higher standard like that guy told me to do at CJ's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so I will say this, man. And quite uh, I don't know how you're calling someone who who... Literally tells you that they, that, you know, that you were their favorite. Oh, I didn't,
1: I didn't call him a loser to their face. Obviously, I'm telling it behind. By their... Oh, you coward! I, am t- doing it behind their back. If they listen to the podcast, they're like, "Wow, <laughs> that guy is a jerk. He's calling me a loser behind my back." Over to a hundred of people, a hundred of people, maybe. But, of people. <laughs> but you're saying, you're saying that that doesn't quite make you a loser. I dare you to think of something right now off the top of your head that. Is make means you're more of a loser than saying I'm your favorite player. Think of something. I dare you.
0: Um. So what immediately comes to my head is, hmm. So you know what? So I so I saw someone the other day. You know how they have those um how they have those what do they call in Vegas? In Vegas you have the the slot slot machines. No, not slot machines. The game where it's like the digital. It's like the digital like screen where you can like. You know, where you can, like, bet and, like, the, the things roll, like, it's, like three rows.
1: Yeah, those are those are called slot machines.
0: Slot machines, okay, I, I didn't know if I had that right. So, you know how they have those in some gas stations? Like, just random gas stations? Yeah,
1: like, in Vegas, not, like, anywhere else, but yeah.
0: Uh No, they have them everywhere. Okay. So, I just saw a dude in Texas, and, like, every time I go to the gas station, I, shit you not, every time I go to the gas station, this dude is in the gas station, playing the the gas station slot machines like just sitting there and like emptying his money emptying his life into this you know side of the road gas station pit stop food mart place and i'm thinking to myself dude do you like what are you doing if you're if i've seen you multiple times in the same seat at the same gas station Playing a gas station slot machine where you obviously are not winning any sort of considerable money, or else you wouldn't be here anymore.
1: You know what? Um, you know what, Joey? You may have got me on that one. I think going daily to a gas station slot machine makes you more of a loser than enjoying watching me play basketball. You're right. Did
0: I just win? Did I just win this segment? Did you, I just win the
1: segment? You, you won today's segment. Congratulations! I didn't expect to, for you to run into a loser like that. Every day. I thought you were going to make something up But you know the fact that you actually see that Next time you go to that, that gas station I want you to congratulate him for being the biggest loser of the week
0: uh, So I live in Houston, Texas There's some dangerous There's some interesting characters uh, That are in or around this city I probably won't walk up to the gas station slot machine guy And tell him that he's a loser Alright, but-
1: well, okay We'll go walk up to the guy and ask him to come on the cause And we'll call him a loser on the cause Oh, cool, alright Done deal. All right, Joey. Well, that was a good episode. Uh, way to end it. Way to find a bigger loser than me. So this was fun. Let's do it again sometime soon. Let's try to not wait another month because you know, I'm getting restless. So that was the cause, guys. Jay Brooks, say your goodbyes.
0: So I don't know if you can do this, but enter. Uh, I need some like some crowd applause when, when we when we reveal the fact that I won uh, the biggest loser. Really, the first the first segment is this? The, is this the first official? This segment?
1: is the, this is this is the first. How do you know you're a loser?
0: Hmm. So yeah. So I'll forever be the first winner. So I need some. I need some some auditory applause afterwards. So, but yeah, Jay Brooks loves you. We'll do it again soon. Hopefully, we can do a four a.m. I really wanted to do that. So hopefully, we can get that done. Yeah, and, we'll uh, definitely
1: watch out. For, look out for that four a.m. show. It's gonna happen probably in the next couple months. So uh, guys. Nighttime twenty five is where you find me on Twitter, the Cause the COD Podcast on Twitter. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, all those good things. Uh, have a good night, guys.
0: Peace. Have you ever seen a